Welcome to We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. It is July 10th. We've had a while off here, and it's nice to be back. I am joined by my co-host, Carl. Carl, how's it going? How was your week off? Week off was pretty great. I started a podcast I've been working on for a little bit. Today it's raining. Yesterday I was at the beach, so it's been a nice variety. How are things with you, Mark? Things are good. It, it's uh, I felt like it's been a while. I mean, I guess we recorded uh, the interview with Matt last early last week, so it just feels like a big break from office hours, which was you know ex- exciting. It ramped up the excitement. Um, what is the uh, what is the podcast that you started? Tell us a little bit about it. The podcast is called Open in PHL. The idea stems from years ago on Instagram. I saw that businesses would hashtag open in PHL if they were open, you know, say during a snowstorm or some other chaotic weather condition. And having worked in small businesses for a little under 10 years, I just think it's fascinating how small businesses work, operate, who they bring in, what they offer to a community and how that differs from larger stores in that capacity. So the podcast talks to a variety of business owners, artists, and other people that make Philadelphia unique. Cool. And is that, I mean, it's kind of a strange time to be talking about being open. Um, Do you guys get into, uh, I mean, I would assume it would have to come up how people are, you know, working, uh, alongside this pandemic and what that means to their business. Is that a big part of it now? or I wouldn't say it's a huge part of it. Uh, this idea started to really come into fruition when places were claiming that they were reopening or we were going to the yellow phase or the green phase. And I just thought it was fascinating how places were saying they were open, but the mo- their hours were modified. And I also mm-hmm. saw everyone post on their social media platforms, how they had to support small business. But I feel as if there are so many additional details that people could know about a place before just looking at it on Google and looking at the reviews. So in my eyes, this gives the opportunity for places to talk about their history, what they're doing currently, what they did prior to COVID, and give us a heads up on what's coming down the pike although things are crazy with retail and what's open, not open, what's closing, what's reopening. Um, this is an awesome platform, I think, for places to share their story and make it more meaningful and intimate with the community. Uh, what was the, uh, what kind of business was the first episode? I interviewed my former employer that was a skate shop that's been in Philadelphia for 20 years. Ah, skate shop, of course. Carl went skate shop first. Shocker. Gotta uh, go towards what you like. That's so right. That's right. I lucked out with it when I started working there. and It was an incredible experience. So that felt as if it was the easiest to get a hold of and made the transition into interviewing people a bit easier because I have rapport with who I interviewed. And they were willing to let go all of the tech difficulties that truthfully didn't come up too much, but it was a great way to start it out. Very good. So 
you can go listen to Carl's podcast um, as soon as you're finished with this one, of course. Um, this episode, uh, the first really thing I noted was, um, you know, Tim had gone to Montana and um, he had mentioned uh, that while on the road, he uh, his, his wife was driving fast and they, they drove past Doug, which I thought was funny. I, I'd been following Doug's little trip um because he'd been doing squirrel reports from the road and from he went and visited his his mother and she <laughs> there was some very funny content there in the squirrel report um where uh basically uh Doug's mom had said, "What are you doing looking for squirrels? You should be out there looking for a wife. You're a nice boy." Like he had, he had a really good little video about that, so that was funny. Um and I've also always been interested in Doug's van um, cuz I see pictures of it and I'm like, that's a cool van. And I know he uses it as like, as like a camper kind of thing that he takes out on the road and sleeps in. And I always wondered what kind of van it was. It's a Toyota High Ace. He said diesel van, which is like an import. And he drives on the wrong side of the on the wrong side of the uh, car, unless they were kidding about that. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a fun little story and pretty random that they ran into each other. Um, you ever been to Montana? No, never been to Montana. I really don't know anything about Montana. Um, they made it sound pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't sound great. Um, um, it's a huge state, though. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, then I, I noted uh, somebody said he looked, that Tim looks like Johnny Depp, which I thought was very bizarre. Don't really agree with that. I don't know what they were getting at with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe the Dakar thing, like they said. But um, Yeah, that's my biggest guess. And then I know that on Tim and Eric, they've clowned Johnny Depp several times, even getting the impersonator, yeah, Ronnie yeah. Rodriguez, Yeah, several yeah. bits that they've done. Yeah. Um, and just calling him John Depp, I think, is hilarious. <laughs> John Depp, yeah. Um, then we get to uh, talking about Quibi. Um Somebody called and, and asked him about Quibi. I don't know if you have tried Quibi. Have you tried it, Carl? I have not tried it. I have not. Tell me a little bit about it, Mike. Well, I read the article, the Vulture article that they mentioned. Um, fascinating article. No bullshit. Um, Tim wasn't kidding. And I've actually heard that article being talked about this past week in a couple different podcasts. And... Um, it's just an insane story about how much money they raised for this thing and how many big, you know, companies and people they got involved into it that really bought into the idea. Um, and this guy, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who used to run Disney and then DreamWorks and, you know, super successful guy, um, you know, just kind of muscles his way with his ideas. He just kind of like, uh, when he thinks something's going to work, he just goes with it and doesn't really listen to what anybody else is saying. But I guess he was sold it well enough to raise $1.75 billion uh, in investment into the company. Hmm. And But it's something like when they launched during during COVID, it was like, it was like, it's like the first day, I guess it was like the number 20 on the, app charts or something and, and like recently it's dropped to like number two thousand like it has fallen way off and it's like just totally gotten forgotten about and it's kind of a sad story um 
It sounds like the Fire Island. Of, yeah, oh, the, sorry, Fire, the Fire Festival. Fire, of they, they definitely said that. It, that was mentioned in the article. Somebody said they were talking about it as the Fire Fest of apps. Oh, and there, there's there's lots of in-depth reporting of people that was were working there and people that have left and people in, that had production deals there that have left. And so they have a lot of insight. So it's a really, it's a long article, but it's very, very fascinating. And... Um, but I, you know what, Tim made a good point. He said, you know what, we're like, what, like a month into this thing being around? Like, you know, we're all going to, it's easy to just shit on it right now. Who knows? This could become the thing. You know what I mean? If they change a couple things, like they were real hard up about, like there were, you couldn't take screenshots on the app. So like people couldn't reference things. You know, it's a fucking, it's a thing where you watch a show on your phone, but they like blocked screenshots and people were freaking out that first week because they're watching a show and they're like, oh, my God. And they just want to pause it and take a screenshot and put it on a social media and say something, you know, silly about you know, it. About it yeah. Yeah. So keep digging down the list of uh, popular uh, apps. So strange decisions like that um, that I guess they've been listening to what people have been saying and they've been changing things. The other thing is like you couldn't watch it on TV. Like you just you could only watch it on your phone. And they have all this all these big shows and it was like, well, people are stuck at home right now. Why don't you give them the option to watch it on their TV if they want? So you never know. This thing could um change uh and you never know. They, they it could turn into something. So yeah. We'll be it's watching. Of uh I mean, I play video games obviously, but Nintendo's online program has been so interesting as it's tried to develop and people still clown on it because it just lacks the support and the features that other online services have. And this kind of reminds me of it where there's so many potential easy things that could be done and they're just not doing it. Yeah. Um, the name Quibi uh, led to Tim kind of uh, thinking of new names for the show. Of We like having fun where they ended up choosing who blue moo as a new name for the show who blue moo um which i was, thought it was a simpsons reference to mayor quimby but i don't know what that was but uh yeah, I don't that's know where that we ended up with the quimby itself a reference to quimby but uh it's it means quick know. it means quick bites quimby means quick bites q u i uh, quick bites because they want you, yeah. every show has to be under ten minutes, and you know whatever it's it's weird. So they have whole movies. They have whole movies that they break into like eight minute chunks rather than just being a little, you know. And somebody was like, "Well, you can just hit pause." <laughs> like, you know, yeah. every every other thing, Netflix, everything else, you just hit pause. Nobody has a problem watching a show because they can just hit pause. So, especially with the surplus strange, amounts of time that strange. we have now to kill. Yeah, no shit. Um. All right, then we, we then we moved to uh, that's enough about Quibi. We moved to City of the Day, and you got it. You I it I I did guess it correctly. Wow, I was excited. I was excited that the, the other guy guessed it wrong because I was like, oh shit. But I knew but they like, gave him two chances. I feel as if I know they, they did. They did, and then they um, you know, uh, they gave away the the code right. They gave it right. away. They gave it away. Yeah. So they they finally yeah, just gone. gave it away. It's all over. Um, the excitement is gone. But uh, yeah. So it's a Wikipedia list. He the guy was right that the list did change at one point, which is why I was a little fucked up. I was like, I don't know if he'll be right because the list that I was uh, 
privy to a few weeks back, the City of the Day Twitter account emailed me and said, this is it, check it out. And I went and I looked and I was like, oh, okay. And it was Does basically... Run that email? Uh, I don't know who runs the email. I don't think so. I don't think that guy would be giving it away. I think it's just a random wonder, guy. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with that Twitter and email because now it's just flushed. Yeah. Gone. Well, they can they're change the, you know... I think it's I thought I thought it was funny. I never thought about it. I think it was like the top I don't know, maybe 100 cities or I don't know, it was a, it was a I can't remember the the number of cities, 500, 1000 cities. I don't I remember how long the list is, but uh basically as you'd come up, you know, it would get more exciting, I guess. Uh it would take years uh to get to any cities that people would maybe be able to get, you know, real excited about, but uh yeah. Um the lowest population on Wikipedia, as far as cities. Uh, that's that's how the that's how they did the code. Very interesting. Yeah, and guess is on what they're going to do next as a reoccurring code. Um, broken. What do you mean? Like they did they did city of the day. Are they going to do book of the day or book of the week or movie of the day? Where there's some code huh. there between everything. Like, what can they do next, or are they just going to quit on it? I think they're just going to keep doing City of the Day. I, I could be wrong, but I think that they've put some time it. into it's, it. Um, it's over. Uh, but maybe like, we could send them some suggestions. You know, yeah, maybe maybe now that the code's out, maybe it gives them a, a free pass to just to ditch it, to punt it, and try something new. But uh, yeah, they, yeah, that's a <laughs> punt it. Yeah, which 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 leads great. yeah, which leads it which leads us to the the sponsor. Which we've really going, we've really gone kind of nuts, nutty here with the sponsors here, going to Ronald's Rings and Things, which clearly was somebody, you know, must have just thought. I mean, I imagine Tim or somebody used the song first and then built the sponsor around it, uh, which was very, very silly, bond to the bone. Um, but I did think the. The the way that they had the na 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 they had like the different drop versions of that song and like Vic yeah, had the drums the going, version. yeah Vic, Vic had the drums going and they could like throw in that riff and you know I think Doug was playing little solos and, and stuff like that. Very very funny very strange. Um, we've gone completely uh, completely nuts now with the um, city of the day uh, sponsors, which I still yeah, think. I didn't um, yeah, the full a full song. Really I mean, we're just building and building, and building. So maybe maybe you're right, Carl. Maybe this is like you know coming to an end. How can you top that? You know, um, without just creating a full commercial or something. So, um, so that was interesting and pretty funny. And then, um, then I thought it was interesting. They're like K me K W Miller was on the line, and Tim was just Andrew like w. you know K Miller, yeah. Yeah, Andrew W. K. Miller. They were uh Tim was like, Let me let me get ready. You know what I mean? And he like he was like getting himself pumped up, which I thought was a really interesting thing to watch on the YouTube stream. He was just like you know, and I was like, I was getting pumped up. I'm like, Oh my god, this is gonna be fucking crazy. And um it really wasn't. Uh it really was strangely um I don't wanna say underwhelming, but it was. It didn't turn in. the The guy played defense, and they really didn't give Tim a chance to, you know, rip him. And he really, 
his Twitter is an insane thing. Did you did you look at this guy's Twitter before? I looked at select parts once I knew that he was going on, and then I ended yeah. up looking at uh, Andrew WK discographies. Okay, you just moved on. Um, <laughs> so, well, this guy on Twitter seemed like he was going to be a complete nut job, um, which he very well might be. Or he might just be, you know, he might even just be trying to raise, you know, he's kind of like trolling and just saying this insane shit to just get, get, uh, you know, get noticed. So either way, um, the way he came off on the podcast, he was kind of, kind of tough to crack for a while. Uh, you know, Tim was going about it all different ways and it really didn't get to that insane place that I thought it might because because that guy kept it together, kept his cool, and didn't he kept throwing questions back or laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did a lot of. He, he said, "Listen up, Tim. You know, like you know, blah 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 blah." But I will say, he held his ground. I mean, he just didn't yeah. get. He didn't get. He didn't get bulldozed. And I was expecting. I don't know. I was expecting fireworks, and I think I, you know, it didn't really get to that point. You could tell Tim was a little frustrated and. um it was just um it was just kind of kind of nutty and weird and kind of went in circles and eventually tim you know they pulled out the puppets and and started kind of just going that route with it and getting real silly um but yeah i wonder how they feel about it i wonder if they feel if it it went the way they thought or if they thought it would be more i thought i think maybe they assumed this guy would be more comedically crazy um, yeah, it's, or it's, just go on tangents. And yeah, and like saying saying really crazy yeah. shit that they could pick apart, but really he he didn't give them much uh, much chum. So there's always Twitter. You can look for uh, the insanity. Yeah, there. they have now. Now Tim has put um, has put KW on hold, and KW has now put Tim or on what is it? Watch on watch. Yeah, so yeah. Tim put KW on watch, and then KW. KW KW put Tim on watch for putting him on watch. So they're both on watch. They're both watching each other. Yeah. Uh, Tim had a few key points that I thought were funny. Um, just saying he doesn't have a leadership role and he's just trying to get elected into it. So how can these people follow him? He keeps like kind of rerouting yeah. the question that's being asked. Say, oh, they follow me. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? I just thought that was annoying. It was annoying. I mean, this was just such a long interview and I think after a certain point it was just Tim trying to keep going at him but I mean respect to Andrew WK uh I thought he did a great job of holding his ground and not just rage quitting the interview Mm -hmm. um yeah I um he wanted to keep going I mean he clearly you know wasn't really um he wasn't intimidated by this uh, setting, so um, you know I don't want to say props to him, but I want to say, you know that it was it was interesting. It was a you know this guy, you know, is kind of a schmuck on Twitter, and um, you know who knows if he'll get elected or not. He claims that he will be, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not sure how that felt. Fear that felt weird. I felt a little creepy. I felt a little uncomfortable during it, and it didn't ever get to a place where I was laughing real hard or or anything. It just um, just was kind of uh, just was kind of rough to um to sit through and watch, and I I could feel the uh, 
cringiness happening. I can tell that maybe the guys were having less fun than maybe they thought they might have gotten into with the guy um, because he he played a lot of defense. But, um, yeah, so that went on for a while, yeah. And then the um, the puppets, which were yeah, made by... Yeah, made by Ellie. The puppets from Ellie. Puppets from Ellie. That's great. So Ellie, you know, always sending gifts. We haven't gotten any gifts, Carl, but she sends gifts to the guys and artwork and puppets and all this stuff. So nice. Actually, I asked Elle if she wanted to drop by the show this week, and she she couldn't because she has children and there's no um, there's no summer camp. So she is on full watching the kids mode right now. but uh yeah the puppets are cute um i wonder if they'll become uh an office hours uh staple if they'll be around because i thought that that there's like some possibilities that maybe they didn't you know they were kind of just freewheeling it and using the puppets to ask uh kw some questions but it didn't you know it was kind of i forget what vix was called it was like frog frog alicious or something yeah Uh, his voice was good yeah his his voice was good (laughs) yeah um, and then, um, somebody called, I, I don't want to get into it. Somebody called about this show beyond vaudeville, which I didn't look up. Um, but, or I, I, I just Googled it and it looks, looks interesting. Um, but I didn't watch. Um, and then the, uh, a girl called that was going to, to school to be a vet tech. And they tried this little game of answering him with answering her with drops at first. Um, which actually was, I could see that it was kind of funny for a second. And then, then Tim was just like, yeah, just ask me some cow questions. You could tell he just wanted to move as far away from KW Miller as possible. So he was just, (laughs) just like, just give it to me. Ask me some fucking cow questions. And I, you know, I borderline want to say that the cow questions was more interesting. This interview with this girl, the vet tech was potentially more entertaining for me than the kw miller uh interview <laughs> yeah i don't know why but i was more i was more on the edge of my i was more on the edge of my seat hearing you know how long do cows get milked for every day uh than i was hearing from kw miller so yeah what's your favorite kind of milk mike my favorite kind of milk um, your name is so close to milk milk allen uh i i mean I I love whole milk. I don't ever drink it, but like I, you know, regular you good old good, good old whole milk. I mean, I just don't drink milk. I, I'm just like just don't even bother. I don't I don't have what about cereal. I don't, I don't eat cereal. What about in coffee? Don't drink coffee. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. So you're learning okay. some shit about me. Don't drink coffee. Don't don't eat cereal. But um, milk of choice. I I do make. Um, I do occasionally make uh, regotta cheese out of whole milk, um, and I always have like a little bit of whole milk like left uh, over because you can't, you know, I'm not usually not using the whole half gallon or whatever. And man, just a just a nice sip of whole milk is, is very good. And listen, I, I, I'm okay with the other milks like uh, you know the almonds and the you know the nut milks and all that kind of crap. What about acidophilus milk? I don't know what that is. What's that, Carl? <laughs> Lactate milk, almond. Oh, milk. lactate, lactate milk. Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever tried lactate, but I might be a little lactose intolerant. I, I, um, you know, if I have a big bowl, if I have, a, if I have, a, yeah, if I have a big bowl of ice cream, you know, there's, there's gonna be trouble. Um, but <laughs> yeah, milk is one of those things that when I think when I, 
you know, as I, as I was growing up into a man, I thought about it. And, you know, you hear like, you know, um, humans are the only species that continue to drink that for one, drink milk of another, you know, animal. And for two, drink milk like out of like nursing age, like into adult. Like and it just seemed off to me. It was like, wait, every other species on the planet, none of them do that except for humans. So I don't know. That, that kind of creeped me out. And that was like, maybe that's why we're all fucking lactose intolerant, because you're just not supposed to be drinking milk when you're a, a human. So do you drink uh, you drink almond milk? I'm an almond milker. I knew it. I knew it. Flavored like <laughs> vanilla. Uh, plain. plain. I've gone that vanilla route, though. I also yeah. picked up uh, chocolate. Chocolate. OK. Plain. I love chocolate milk. I like the flavored milks. You know, when I was a you know a boy in high school, I would drink flavored milks for sure. Uh, Officer Steve was aggressive. Um, took yeah. me took me a minute to know that this was going to be a bit. I should have known right off the bat because they were right on it. it. Took me just like an extra five seconds where I was like, "Oh, is this a bit?" Well, I, I actually just didn't know if it was a troll or a um, or a setup, but. Um, I guess that's Chris from Not Even a Show, uh, which I haven't watched Not Even a Show, but maybe I will. Yeah, I pulled it up. I'm definitely going to dive into it. Yeah, they After. they had high. They had a lot of things to say about it. Um, and um, yeah, that was a that was an aggressive little bit there. Very very interesting. Very. I, didn't, I don't know if I laughed real hard, but it was. I think uh, the first few lines I was in new, and then I realized it was a bit. Yeah, and then. I don't know. Tim just played it very straight. So like it wasn't, um, I don't know. It just didn't lead to any, again, it was this opportunity. If you have a bit like that, I don't know, maybe because you got a guy, you can start yelling at each other or something. But now he, Tim played the straight guy who was like, Oh, I'm not being aggressive. I'm just, uh, you know, just asked him regular questions. So, yeah. As I look in the chat though, it looks as if people had a miss, uh, or like a mix of, Oh, is this real? Or this is too much, or this is definitely uh-huh. a bad bit. So yeah, it was too aggressive into the phone call for it to not be a bit. Yeah. I wonder what an actual, you know, I, I, I'm not totally sure on the vibe there. Um, if it's like, I don't know, you know, I would almost want them to actually interview a real police officer. You know, like I don't understand the bit kind of to some extent, like, you know, it's, it's a little, little off. I don't know if I was a huge fan. Um, then we get, uh, I don't know, I, I mentioned, I wrote down this Kate called in, and uh, there's like a group of young people that like didn't know what the fuck was going on, and they, Tim and the guys entertained it for a while. They they like tried to let him figure it out, and it was another one of these, you know. It seemed like a bad chat roulette. Yeah, yeah, it did seem like chat roulette. Which like everyone's was, huddled around someone's laptop and just trying uh-huh. to look in and see what's going on with this other person's life. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm surprised that they entertained this as long as they did. Yeah, I know, but I kind of liked it. I kind of just liked that the show. The show was starting to go off the rails a bit. Um, a guy from Montana called, and you know, you could tell the guys, you know, weren't totally interested in really taking that call. Um, and then you know, Matt's like walking around in the background, and Tim's like, you know, you're trying to do this and not distract me, but it's actually the very distracting. And the show just felt at that moment, um, at least when I was watching live, that it was just like kind of treading water and not really um, 
you know, it's just really, it's kind of losing the, you know, losing the vibe for a little bit there. And, um, but then Tim kind of went off on the, with the Montana guy and told the mining tour story, which I thought was, I thought was a nice insight into Tim's, uh, you know, he said, you know, told the audience that he has, you know, has real anxiety issues. And, um, he went on this mining tour and it freaked him out and, um, and, uh, you know, I liked that little story. Um, I, I like hearing about, you know, personal little things. And I like picturing Tim, the real Tim, with his daughter on this weird mining tour, feeling very uncomfortable to be a fly on the, you know, on the shaft of uh, that mine. That would have been an interesting thing to see, especially him trying to tell jokes and them not landing with the young tour guide. That, that all sounded fun. Um. And then this Montana guy just went on and on. It just it, it got a little painful. We kind of got a little sleepy. And then nobody really asked. Yeah, no, I, it was he was just like there. Me. Yeah, he was yeah, just kind of there. Um, and I'm not sure if this is when um Tim had talked about um uh the um. Or no, that was that was in the Eric Andre. So okay, so then Eric Andre comes on. Um, are you an Eric Andre guy? Huge, huge. Okay, yeah. right. I remember the first time I saw it on TV, mm-hmm. and I think Tim tweeted about it and said it was under Absolutely Productions and whatnot. And then I gave it a shot, and I lost my mind <laughs> just based off of the intro. I knew it was going to be something really insane. And I've, I've followed it since the like grainy first season that I think I read Eric learned Final Cut Pro and edited it himself. So that's why it's so different in comparison to the other seasons. Huh. Um, I've seen him live and I was insane. Just immediately running around the entire venue, mm-hmm. uh, Union Transfer in Philly. And I think at one point he threw donuts out, just, just kept hurtling donuts at people. Wow. at this venue there was a second floor that overlooks the main floor and he ran all the way up there and i think he um yeah he jumped off the second floor into a crowd of people on the first jesus and this was all in the intro so uh yeah, eric's great i've definitely up in a youtube hole of eric okay so so you were uh you were excited for this uh announcement and interview i take it yeah I just watched his uh, Netflix special recently, so it's good. It's been interesting to see him transfer out of his show mode and into other things. Uh, How yeah, was it? it was good. Yeah, I was into it. Okay. He has a good mix of insanity, but also stuff and content that's naturally pretty funny and amusing. Just more normal stand-up kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, normal enough with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Cool. Well, yeah, Eric Andre is great. Um, I'm pretty sure Doug edits his show now. Um, He's I, done a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I know they're, they're. I know they're tight. I know that they. I know that they were on tour together. I knew. Um, I'm actually um, uh, somewhat of an acquaintance of uh, Eric Andre's. His his latest like tour manager. I I met her and you know talked to her about that experience and it sounded like they had a real nice time. Um, but yeah, they so the, the the interview started off with them just joking about uh, how they should uh, just reschedule it and how they were late and 
that kind of went on this, uh, you know, industry rant, have, as we've heard some of these past weeks, where they'll just jump into, this isn't the stand-up rant, but this is the more the industry email rant about, um, you know, uh, you know, I can't even, yeah, yeah, BCC circling back. circling back. I'm gonna push yeah, up. <laughs> they, yeah, they just hammered like in about a minute and a half. They just ripped through that. It was pure uh, yeah. insanity. Especially, um, I, I, I had a big takeaway from that because I just end up in those verbal conversations pre-COVID at work, you know, with administration or other teachers and whatnot. And just the continuing conversation with these random terms that yeah. usually never have another context. It's yeah, great. just to continue. Yeah, well, let's circle back and uh, we'll pick this up. Yeah, that kind of a thing. Very <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, then we got into um, uh, Eric Andre. He had a know. variety of things. Yeah, yeah, he talked about how they drank a real lot during the beginning of quarantine and then quit drinking uh, for a month. And... Um, Tim had talked about how his addiction was with with peanut M and M's. Yeah, it's um, been a reoccurring d- thing. He's brought up. Carl, are you, uh, are you a are you a are you a drinker, Carl? Occasionally, yeah. I Occasionally, took, uh, okay. yeah. I took four months off. Or wait, four or five months off this year. I didn't do anything during COVID up until May. Okay, you were yeah. keeping it pretty clean. Yeah, trying to. Oh, uh, trying good. to do other stuff. Gotcha. Um, Is that uh, something else in your water bottle? I'm not. Um, I'm not a big alcohol drinker. I have in my life. I have been um, in the past, but over the past couple of years, I've kind of almost completely um, eliminated uh, alcohol, except for very special occasions. Um, my, you know, my mother's birthday was this past weekend. I had a couple glasses of wine, but. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't want to say I had a major problem with alcohol, but I, you know, in my real life job before the pandemic, I traveled, uh, basically four or five times a week and, it, you know, the drinking gets a, can get a really, uh, out of hand, uh, with that kind of lifestyle. And, um, I've been doing that for, you know, about 12 years or so. Uh, yeah, the drinking I had, I had to get you know, I, you know, I kind of have to reassess the uh, the alcohol intake in my life, uh, you know, about 18 months ago or so. Uh, but it was never like, a, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, AA situation. It was just a the kind of health and just like, yeah, I was. Triple A situation. Yeah, it was just, yeah, more of a triple A situation than a double A situation. A plus, a plus. But yeah, no, I did. I was, you know, it was just getting, I was getting heavy and just it affected my health um, more so than, you know, I, I loved I, I did love drinking. I'm not going to lie. And, um, um, but when you get, when you stop drinking, it takes a little while, but then you eventually can get to a place where you don't miss it and you don't really care. And actually now that I'm, you know, living my life and I, you know, look around at the rest of the world, that's constantly drinking all the time. I'm, I think of how, uh, how less productive and how, uh, just, it's kind of a weird thing. All the alcohol we have in the world, it's, it's a lot, and um, I'm glad to be on the other side of it. Yeah. So Being uh, sober, curious, or sober. Yeah. Sober. No, there's there's something to be uh, when you've been not sober for so for your whole life, basically, to finally be sober. It's almost like a version of being high or something. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're like, oh my god, I can sleep good, and you know things just just change in your life that are that are positive. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, drinking's fun. Um, 
So they did a. This was a fun interview. This was a fun interview. I'm just saying it was real light and fun. I mean, we could imagine that that was going to be the, the case, but um, uh, they played this music game, which uh, music theory game, which in theory might not sound that interesting, but I was interested in it. Um, I thought it was interesting that they all were very confident about these answers that appeared to be wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah, according to the, according to the test, I'll, I'll never know. Um, and, uh, I think it was funny that, you know, Tim was saying he likes to get the audience into a submissive, uh, position by, by doing these long, boring, uh, music theory bits. And right in the middle of all this, Eric was, um, getting chocolate delivered to his house in LA because he was going to make chocolate mushroom snacks to take with Doug, which got slipped in real quick, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny how he said his fans are Postmates uh, drivers. Yeah, Postmate delivery drivers. He said that's our Adult Swim demographic. He was saying to Tim <laughs> is these guys. He's like, the only time I get recognized is when I'm getting a fucking food delivery. So that was very funny. Oh, very funny. And that led I to... Um, that led to Tim... Go this ahead. is like before it, but oh, I thought it was interesting how Eric asked if um, the Vic was from oh, what the fuck? what's the name of it? Wilkes Bear, Wilkes Bear, Pennsylvania, which is near Scranton but smaller. And that's well, yeah, he asked he asked Tim he asked Tim if he was from Wilkes Bear, right? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is you know not where he's from. He's from Bethlehem. But, he's from uh, he's from Allentown. Well, Tim's from Allentown, Vic's from Bethlehem. Oh, okay. Like an hour yeah. apart or so. But I thought the Wilkes-Barre question was so random because that place is such a big like, crime problem and heroin problem. Is and it? It's, like, yeah, it's kind of a trashy um, huh. rural place. I always think of Scranton, Wilkes-Barre because they have a minor league baseball team that I know or that I used oh. to know. Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. Okay. That's all I know about I it. Is they got a team. They're playing same roster and everything. Yeah, they've been the same roster for twenty years. Um, yeah, they still wear the same uniforms. They uh, so then, so then Eric Eric must have got lost here. But Tim tells the story about going to a place and ordering nachos because he's just not that hungry and he just wants to get something light, just something to pick I at. Know that vibe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know that we all know that vibe. And I, I, I really I totally understood what he was saying. He was saying and then this waitress, you know, kind of, you know, gi- gives him this line about oh, if you eat all that, I'll give you 20 bucks, which <laughs> totally ch- changes that vibe in your own mind. And suddenly it's yeah. like, well, come on, I'm trying to order this light little thing because I'm not I don't want a full meal. And now you're going to make me feel like a fatty for you know, getting the nachos when I was just trying to do the right thing to not feel that way. So yeah. I was stayed around. I, I don't know. Eric must have missed some of it, but he didn't follow and, and uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't know what they were talking about. And um, he had said, um, you know, Tim said, well, let's end this on a low note, uh, which uh, very fun. I mean, Eric Andre, he could be on any time. Such a loose, nice uh, situation. I'm glad they brought it home with that in a nice, uh, positive, laid back interview like that um yeah good chemistry between the two yeah you so, could tell they're you could tell they're all buddies and yeah, very it's been uh, awesome to see how far he's come from his first season to now doing a netflix special i'm a big fan of him sure um 
He should so come the, back more, but I think the, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't, too much, didn't do too much for me. I think it's because even in after hours, people kept chiming in about it. Like, just drop it. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens with the, mu- the music. The music stuff. B sharp. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cool. So the um. I I don't really have much else of note at the end of the show here. Um. The show just kind of came in. Somebody, somebody called. I thought it was funny. Somebody called and said, "Hey, I called from Beijing last year." And Tim said, "Oh, yeah, that's one of my strongest memories." Um. <laughs> like these people calling, like, do you remember me? Do you remember my one call out of the, you know, 50 shows we do a year? Um, uh, and then, you know, I thought they, the guy pedaling was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. So we kind of just ended, um, there. Uh, we could do a little after, after hours. Um, you know, like you had said, there was some music theory stuff kind of at the top um, where Doug was like, I don't understand, like, well, the one, the three and the five. And it was just like, Ugh, you know, I don't know if I'm loving this conversation, but, you know, it was all right. Um, there was a there was a guy that had a Tim Heidecker doll in After Hours that, like, tried to do a bit that they just weren't in the mood for where, like, they'd ask questions and the guy would play tim drops oh oh oh, okay i didn't even see the doll because i just listened to it oh okay yeah maybe you maybe you heard some weird part but basically they yeah i don't think it connected they said that he had a drop set up and those were going and yeah he had one where he just asked how doug was doing Uh uh-huh there was a there was um there was a there was a drop in there that Tim said I do like some of their songs and um, Tim was asking what was who was what band was I talking about pretty sure he's talking about the Grateful Dead there the pretty Dead, sure right? yeah. yeah pretty sure he's talking about the Grateful Dead so there's our Grateful Dead uh, connection of the day um, Uncle Phil came in with a strong bit um, well thought out bit and it seemed like he turned that around pretty quick um, the blue collar comedy uh, Q operative connection bit. Uh, which is too much to kind of <laughs> dissect, but uh, liked it a lot. Uncle Phil has been bringing it. Um, very good. Um, uh, somebody asked Tim his favorite movie, which I know Tim loves those those favorite questions, but that, that led to Tim talking about how he had Arby's <laughs> this week, and I, I liked Tim's little defense of Arby's here. I thought that was a nice... Uh, he's like, fuck it. Yeah, I, they got a nice, they got a nice beef and cheddar sandwich, and it's a nice, uh, you know, Arby's and curly fries. The curly Tim fries, really, yeah. the Tim curly really revamped the brand. Just talking about it alone, like I'm, sure. I'm borderline curious about what Arby's is cooking now. Well, isn't doesn't John H. Benjamin H. John Benjamin the spokesperson for Arby's or something? I, I, I thought I it was uh, the guy who plays Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Did they change it? Oh, I don't know, but they've they've had some good comedic and cable, some so. interesting people um but arby's curly fries are you know undeniably delicious um i, I, have, I, had them. Curly fries. I haven't had them in a while um i wrote high and low with food yeah the, i i i don't want to say that i've had arby's in a really long time but uh me and some friends were talking before and recently about kind of like going high and low with food like either go for like really good like home cooked delicious 
healthy, awesome food. You eat that kind of shit, that up high, just like, you know, great stuff. Or you just go low. You just go like fucking, you know, Taco Bell, you know. And, you know, the in-between shit is like the shit that's kind of crap, you know, like the Chipotles and the, you know, like the the, the regulars, the regular just middle-of-the-road crap restaurants. That's where you get kind of gypped, in in our opinion. That's where we came up with. Um, So I I can understand the RB sandwich. I, I, it made me want to have one. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think I'm going to have one, but yeah, who knows? Um, then um, Tim brought up the Patriot, the show or the show Patriot, um, which I started watching last week. And uh, you know, the first episode, I was a little like, eh, I don't know if I like this. A little too quirky. Um, but now I'm on episode six. I absolutely love Patriot. It's fantastic. What a great recommendation by Tim. I had never heard of it. There's, you know, the main actors, not anybody I'd ever seen. So it was a what's tough your kind of push. part of the series so far? Have, are you watching it? No, what's your, just to... Oh. Um, gave some I mean, he says, oh, yeah, I love so it. Yeah, so it's got, great. it's really, Climbing there's the a rank. really interesting, so I jumped, I jumped on the Zoom because he was like, does anybody watch Patriot? And nobody said anything. I was like, oh, I'll jump in and I'll talk Patriot with, uh, with Tim because I've just been so into it. Um and uh you know it just has really good interesting pacing um the there's all these little like every tiny little scene that happens in the show you got it like it it'll come back to mean something greater later on and i know that's not a super original thing or anything but i'm t- i'm saying like every tiny little thing that you would never expect would really mean much it all comes back around and the show really takes its time um it really stretches it's like it's using its 10 episodes in the first season to just take its time. So the pacing is like maybe for some people, I don't want to say slow, but it's very suspenseful, but in a very strange where it's just like a guy walking down the hallway slowly and he sees this guy and sees this guy. It's just like, I don't know, hard to explain um, in words uh, over a podcast, but I highly recommend it. It's funny. It's weird. It's suspenseful. And it's got great characters, a lot of good actors that you'd recognize, um, some that you didn't recognize. The director, Steve Conrad, um, is doing cool stuff. His, like, brother is plays this character, Dennis, who's a very funny, weird guy. So Tim recommended I couldn't re- – what's funny, last night I just tweeted at Tim from the, the We Like Having Fun podcast, and I said, Tim, thanks for the recommendation. Patriot's amazing. I'm loving it six episodes in. And I didn't hear anything back from him, but then like 20 minutes later, Tim posted on his Twitter and said, absolutely love it. Like he, again, he tweeted, he tweeted like, I'm loving the Patriot so much, uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I reminded him, um, but Patriot, very good. Um, I have a bunch of things listed for the end of the show. They, uh, they got it. They did a couple puns, which Doug was calling riddles. I don't know why they called them oh riddles. They called them ri- they suddenly are calling their their classic puns riddles. Yeah. Uh but the Anthony Keithis uh hey Anthony Keithis. Um, Anything red hot chili peppers, the drops, the puns. Yeah. Um That's- <laughs> That's No awesome. no more riddling was good. You know, Tim yeah. got a good one in there. Um the naming the kid uh O-ring and uh McCartney, uh, you know, th- those were all, Paul yeah. yeah, Paul McCartney, uh, 
All very good. And pretty quick off the pretty quick off the draw with those ones, boys. Um Steve Jobs. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have much to say there, but they did the Steve interview with the guy that looked like Steve Jobs. If you were just listening, you wouldn't have seen him. At this point I was in the Zoom and I just want to I just want to note note that the Zoom experience is way less fun unfortunately than just watching it on YouTube. Um Tim's mic sounds bad. Um you can't yeah, hear they can't the you can't hear the videos. Some of the drops are here or there. Um so I was like muting the you know muting the Zoom and playing the YouTube because they did they played this like uh sticks video which I you know you know, I only heard a little bit, but that shit was fucking crazy. It was super funny. Um, uh, Lemon Twigs, I guess, put out a single. I didn't listen to that yet, but I will because they're good. Um, Tim's little story about sending out these screenshots of demons that he finds on the Google image search and saying, this is my first painting. That was very funny. And then Doug had the idea of, you know, the, the Holy Trinity should do a art contest where they pick a... Uh, you know, they pick up word like demon, and they each draw or paint it. I was like, "Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. That's that would be good, patri- you know, Patreon That'd material." Um, and auction it off through Patreon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Raise yeah, some money. Raise some a, money for some good. Uh, so yeah, we can, uh, look out for an entire. Yeah. Show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it got uh, me thinking. He keeps talking about how he's standing for the whole. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, saw the guy biking. Was thinking about how he should have something there. I think that would be such. Yeah, a that was. That was the guy. Running. Yeah, that was the guy from oh. from Beijing. <laughs> that was the guy from from Beijing that they said looked like Elvis Costello. Um, yeah. Uh, they brought up the Lazy Swords commercial, um, which I because Eric, because uh, Eric Wareheim posted that this week. I just watched that again for the first time in a long time. It's very crazy. If you, I don't know if you've seen that video or if you've seen Billion Dollar Movie, but oh yeah, I yeah. haven't seen the outtake, but I saw Billion Dollar Movie in theaters the day yeah. it came out. Wow, Carl! With, uh, four other people <laughs> in the theater. Don't I say that. Four hundred other people. Good job. No, sorry, four. <laughs> four. Um, you know all the numbers: billion dollar, hundred million dollar. Uh-huh. Uh, how did you see Billion Dollar Movie? I don't remember. I think I got it. I think it was on like VOD pretty quick. I think it came. I think it might have been in theaters not too long, and then it was just available. Um, so, yeah, I watched it that way. I, I'm pretty sure. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember how many years ago is that. It's like I don't know. 12, 13? It's a blur. I, you know, it's a blur. I haven't seen that movie in a really long. Th- I mean, I, I I maybe just saw it the one time. I think. So okay. maybe I'll go back and watch it. Um, There's wonder, a, I wonder how it holds up. It was. Uh, I I think it holds up. Nothing. Yeah. It's not like a timepiece where. <laughs> uh yeah they show they ended the show with baptizing twins, um, which as we all know twins come from when you're uh, you know when you just you, know, you just bang a little bit longer. You know that's how that's how twins are made. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was basically the end of the show. Um, nothing else. I mean, I don't know if you have anything else noted from After Hours. Um, I didn't know uh, a lot. I, I'm, I'm usually... doing something different where I'm looking at the YouTube comments for the show. And oh, just stealing other people's ideas. No. How about <laughs> stealing other people's ideas? They... I haven't responded any of these. Do they, do they, like, play live while you're watching it? Do they, like, does the stream of them play? So there's the chat replay 
but that's oh. different than the YouTube comments. YouTube okay. comments are for like I don't know people commenting. Any uh, yeah, any any interesting comments of note, uh, or how did people feel about After Hours? Uh, nobody's talking about After Hours because I'm just looking at the main show. But oh. it looks as if Tim was responding to people that called him out and called him this or that in reference to the Miller interview. Oh, Tim got back. Tim got on yeah. there and responded. I saw him, you know, I saw him at the I saw him at the end of After Hours like jump right onto his computer like he was ready to see what people had to say. W- w- can you give us a little rundown of anything there? Anything interesting? Sure. Uh one person commented and said they don't care about Miller, no idea who he is, but said that Tim humiliated himself and said it was spineless behavior, uh, behaving hmm. like a caricature of the left as made by the right. And then mm. Tim just responds with "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, there's nothing really. Yeah, uh, yeah. With him going on and on responding, but some people, it's interesting because some people are just coming across it for the first time and they're a little uh, apprehensive to get into it. But okay, well, the YouTube comments yeah. is a new new place I gotta I gotta check out. I um, I usually just when it's over, I just. Um, mostly positive stuff or just talking about elements of the show sure but there were like two or three that were just trying to i don't know if they were trying to incite something with tim or what but you know interesting stuff anybody behind a screen can give their opinion (laughs) (laughs) um tim just tweeted uh you know i'm sorry it if there's been some confusion as you know i like to laugh and i like to have fun sorry to spoil things for you but kw is sadly not real (laughs) so i don't know there was a whole um people had made some fake kw accounts when they like announced that this guy was going to be on Mm -hmm. and it was a little confusing to note like this guy's twitter was so insane that people thought it was a bit people thought it was like a a troll or, or you know some sort of like somebody just saying ridiculous shit and making it up almost like how you know when tim was running for district attorney with mr america like it was something in that kind of world but um so then it was like no this guy's actually real um but people are we're still questioning it and that's so interesting people now, really thought God yeah i mean it. yeah they, they think this guy's fake so I mean, um, his Twitter started in February of this year, so that would imply that they've had this idea going for. <laughs> well, I don't know if it, I don't know if they thought um, that like you know Tim created it, but I think they just thought it was like some outrageous account, you know, that the guy was going to come on and be some sort of prankster or jokester. But well, there he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he kind of did. Um, but yeah, so now Tim is Tim is admitting that he is not real. So that's mm-hmm. the final. Uh, <laughs> That's the final solution, everybody. Um, K.W. Miller is a gag account, okay? Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of fascinating. I have been, I have found myself clicking on K.W. Miller's <laughs> Twitter since then. You know, a couple of times. It's like coming up on my, you know, I guess like people are tweeting about him in my timeline, and I'm I'm seeing his yeah. shit. But did you happen to see the Patreon email where he's where Tim says that KW is real, but he's pretending he's a bit on Twitter? <laughs> that's something I just got. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe that's a brand new thing that just came in. It just got sent a little bit ago. Yeah. So. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Patreon. 40 minutes uh, ago. 40 minutes ago. Live. 
KW Israel, but I'm pretending he's a bit on Twitter. Let's see what KW does next. That's funny. So <laughs> I'm literally just reading this tweet. <laughs> so it's very confusing. Okay, everybody. He is real, but we don't. But Tim's saying on Twitter that he's not real. Let's see if that works. Let's see if people so buy into that. Episode. We're going to have to keep coming back to these smaller articles that we saw earlier in the program. Yeah. Well, this is that whole world that gets that gets created um, uh, by, you know, by this show and this universe, which is why it's fun. At least it's fun for a, you know, a few days a week, and then it kind of just continues through. But I'd like to see where this goes. I am going to follow and see if this guy gets elected because <laughs> that would be yeah. crazy if this guy's a you know part of uh, an elected official in this country um <clears throat> but yeah i think that's about all i have carl and anything um you plugged your podcast what's the name of the podcast one more time open in phl open in phl so that's, that's think of it as open and fill but without the eye so that's uh that's just um, businesses at the airport, right? Businesses at the airport? <laughs> no, at the Swallow Valley Mall. Okay, because PHL is the, the airport code, I, I think, right? For uh, Philly, yeah, yeah. So but just, thought, you don't yeah. want to, I don't know, PHL, people might think, is this about airports? No, uh, no, okay. it's, an, okay. it's not. That's a hashtag that's been running here, and I just thought it was interesting, and now I'm running off of that. It's a hashtag that... Um, it was airport hashtag no just for philly as a whole i swear, I swear it's just i'm just kidding carl nobody's gonna think that you're nobody's gonna think that your podcast called open at phl is gonna be about you know the airport. i would love to interview some small the airport also. that'd be great airport bars i haven't been to an airport in so long i i wonder you know what's going on there yeah i think i'm gonna have to go soon unfortunately but yeah all right well um I think we're on next week for a regular uh, scheduled app, I would Im- imagine. I think everybody's yeah. little week off was uh, was good. I enjoyed a little – I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed a, a week off. It was, it was nice to um, not have to uh, do as much. But, yeah, looking forward to another good episode. It's a pretty solid episode this week. Um, interesting one. And, yeah, um, say the least. Yeah, uh, I think we, uh, we did it. Um, so – We'll keep tabs on Andrew W. K. Miller. Andrew K. W. Um, yeah, keep in touch. Uh, keep keep tracking those YouTube comments. And um, yeah, uh, if you're gonna order nachos, you know, don't feel bad. You know, no matter what anybody says. Ask you know, the waitress if you can get a twenty dollar voucher upon completion of the nachos. Yeah. I thought the story was going to go another way where he's like, oh, I'll fucking take that challenge. If you're going to fucking embarrass, you know, if you're going to make me feel like a dick, I'm going to fucking eat all these nachos. I think family Tim's a different uh, kind of Tim. I wonder. I wonder. So, all right, that'll do it for us this week. Everybody take care. Um, Carl, have a great week, and uh, we'll be talking. Take care, everybody. See you, Mike. Bye-bye.